Well, folks, we are now just days away from a government shutdown with Republicans in the House of Representatives no closer to a deal on the funding bill than they were a week ago or a week before that. So it does look at this moment like the government will shut down at the end of September 30th. And the person who is cheering this on more than anyone else happens to be Donald Trump himself, because as Trump says, Republicans, you should go ahead and shut down the government because Biden's going to get blamed for it anyway. So you guys go ahead and burn down the house and we'll just pretend like it was president Biden who lit the match, right? Here's what Donald Trump put on true social. The Republicans lost big on debt ceiling, got nothing, and now are worried that they will be blamed for the budget shutdown. Wrong. Whoever is president will be blamed. In this case, crooked as hell, Joe Biden. Our country is being system, uh, systematically destroyed by the radical left Marxist fascists and thugs, the Democrats. Close the border, stop the weaponization of justice and end election interference. We must have honest elections. It's time for Republicans. It's time Republicans learned how to fight. So just do it anyway. If you don't get everything you want, like with my little idiotic wish list there of things that don't even exist. And the plus side, Trump says, Biden's going to take the blame for it anyway. So screw it. Nothing matters. Let's make millions and millions of people suffer just because we know we won't be the ones to get blamed for it. Uh, it's a bold strategy. Not going to lie. And here's the sick part to a degree. Trump is right. The guy in charge, the person in charge, whoever it is, whoever is president of the United States at the time, even though they have no control over the government shutdown at all, like none of this is Biden's fault, none of it, there will be a sizable percentage of American citizens who blame him for it. Nevertheless, even though it is verifiably 100% all on the Republican party, like there isn't even a single percentage of this, not even a fraction of a percent that is the democratic party's fault. None. This is a 100% Republican in Congress problem. And you're still probably going to have half the country blame president Biden for it because the average American doesn't necessarily pay attention to these kinds of things as they happen. And let's be perfectly honest. The more people you lump together, the stupider they all collectively get. That's the American public, you know, individually, we are very smart. We are very capable. We figure things out. But soon as you start putting everybody together to kind of feed off each other's energy of, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, this is Biden's fault. Yeah, it's Biden's fault. You're right. Suddenly we become, you know, brain dead morons. So you will have, again, I, I think 30 to 50% of the country that is going to blame Biden for this, no matter the facts of the case. So again, to a degree, Trump is right. You guys can shut down the government and they're just going to blame the Democrats. And part of it, I'll be honest, part of it rests with the Democrats. Y'all could have and should have already been out there running ads on YouTube, running ads in traditional media, talking about how Republicans are marching us towards this government shutdown, but you're not doing it. You have the money to do it. Why aren't you doing it? I don't have an answer for that. Only the DNC can answer that. 
but y'all have the opportunity to capitalize here. And if you do not do it, by the time this is all over, Trump will have his Republican party spinning it as if president Biden pushed us into the shutdown. And again, you're going to have millions, possibly a hundred million or more Americans who believe that this is all Biden's fault. And that is exactly what Trump is hoping happens here. You know, there's a part of me that's going to be very sad when all of Donald Trump's legal problems as trials and all of that are over with, because once that happens, I'm not going to have any more stories to talk about, about how stupid Donald Trump's legal team is. But as it stands, his legal problems are not over. So of course we have plenty of stories about how stupid and incompetent his legal team truly is. On September 15th, Donald Trump's lawyers filed a 25 page filing with judge Tanya Chutkin telling her that she cannot give in to the government's request for a limited gag order on Donald Trump because that's exactly what president Biden wants to happen. That's right, folks. Donald Trump's lawyers in a 25 page court filing actually told the judge that president Biden is the one who wants this gag order against Donald Trump because Trump is just decimating Biden in the polls. That I don't need to tell you is not a legal argument. That is not a legal defense for your client. It's something Donald Trump would post on truth social because Donald Trump has suggested that on truth social, but, but it's not something that any lawyer that is competent or good at their job would ever even put in a court filing, but they did. Let me read you this. This is bonkers. Like this is such a dumb argument that, that it's tough to even get through it. So bear with me if I burst out laughing here. Following these efforts to poison President Trump's defense, the prosecution now asks the court to take the extraordinary step of stripping President Trump of his First Amendment freedoms during the most important months of his campaign against President Biden. The court should reject this transparent gamesmanship and deny the motion entirely. The proposed gag order is nothing more than an obvious attempt by the Biden administration to unlawfully silence its most prominent political opponent who has now taken a commanding lead in the polls. N None of that, not a single word of it is an actual legal argument rebutting anything that Jack Smith filed in his request for the gag order. Now, just because his lawyers decided to turn this into a campaign speech rather than an actual legal filing, it doesn't mean that judge Chutkin is going to look at it and be like, "Ha, hey, you guys are idiots. I'm going to side with them and put the gag order in place. Uh, she understands the, the dangers that come along with that gag order, obviously, there have been threats against judge Chutkin. There's been threats against Jack Smith and the other prosecutors. So if she does that, she knows that she is putting the big giant target on all of these individuals, including herself. So it comes with an inherent risk, but she also knows that as a judge, she really cannot take that into consideration because as weird as it may seem to say that, none of that has any bearing on the law itself. Right. And when you have a, 
a defendant like Donald Trump, who is routinely going out there. And as Jack Smith pointed out in his request for the gag order, potentially poisoning the jury pool by spreading fake and false information about the judge and the prosecutors, you can only rule with the law. You can't rule on, well, if I do this, you know, they may come after me. That cannot play a role in the decision. If we're basing this solely on legal decisions, if we're basing it solely on the argument put forward by Jack Smith versus Donald Trump's lawyers, Trump's lawyers lose because again, there is no legal argument here. They turned it into a campaign speech. They're like, Hey judge, I know you want to shut this guy up, but have you seen his polls? I mean, come on, come on. These people are idiots. I mean, I, I can say that, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I genuinely believe these are some of the dumbest lawyers we've ever seen in America. Nevertheless, that doesn't mean that that's what judge Chutkin's going to do. It is what she should do, but we'll have to wait and see when she finally issues a decision about this gag order. Well, folks, on Tuesday afternoon, Judge Arthur Ingeron, the judge who was going to be overseeing the fraud trial for Donald Trump scheduled to start next week, decided he had already seen enough. And the judge issued a guilty verdict against Donald Trump, Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr., and of course, the Trump Organization, ruling that they had in fact engaged in fraud to obtain bank loans and of course, insurance policies. Now, this move is not unprecedented. This trial was not going to be a jury trial from the beginning. It was going to be a bench trial, meaning that Judge Ingeron is the one who ultimately would make the decision. Given the fact that both the prosecution and the defense had filed motions for summary judgment, the judge decided that at this point he's seen enough evidence. He doesn't need to hear from anyone else. And the judge went ahead and issued the summary judgment against Trump, his kids and the business, but he didn't stop there. The judge has rescinded the operating licenses for multiple Trump entities, meaning that they will no longer be allowed to do business in the state of New York. The Trump organization, as it has existed since the beginning is finished. It will still exist, obviously in some form or fashion, it will continue to do business, but probably not at the level that it had been up to this point. Getting hit with a fraud, uh, well, a guilty verdict in a fraud trial, definitely not something that most banks would want to get involved in. So will the Trump organization ever return to its former glory? I think that is highly doubtful at this point. So which businesses will be shut down? Well, we're still waiting for the final report on all of that. And obviously Donald Trump is going to appeal this ruling and appeal it all the way to the Supreme court who, by the way, <laughs> earlier this week, he got on truth social and implored the Supreme court to please intercede, help me. He begged them, but it was too late. Ingeron said, no, I'm not going to let these other courts bail you out. I'm not going to let anyone step in and ruin this. I've seen enough. You did it. And now you're going to pay the ultimate price for it. So this is of course, not necessarily the corporate death penalty 
for the Trump organization, but kind of a little bit to a small degree. It is. Now this trial has been the one that Donald Trump, of course, has been obsessing about for quite some time. Now it's the one that he seemed most concerned about, even though this one was only a civil trial, not a criminal trial. And of course, the reason this one bugged him so much is because if he got the guilty verdict, which he now has, it would prove that he is not only a liar, but he's a liar about how much money he has and nothing pisses Trump off more than when people question whether or not he is as rich as he says he is. And the judge has delivered the verdict saying you are not as rich as you say you are. You were lying to these banks. You were lying to everybody for years and years and years. This is more of a blow to Trump's ego than anything else. I mean, obviously losing the business licenses in New York is a, it's a pretty big deal, obviously, but nothing compared to the blow that he is taking to the ego. And that's why this case was the one that bothered him the most, but now he's lost. Now it's over pending the appeals, of course, but I don't see any way that those appeals overturn the massive amount of evidence that New York Attorney General Letitia James presented to that judge. It's over and Trump lost. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.